the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Willis Show. Glad to have you along. Our Western Ohio audience via 94.5 in Dayton. Our Central Ohio audience via 98.9 in Columbus. We have uh, more school news. Been back in school for about a week. And you just said, hey, which school district on your bingo card, Bruce, do you think an episode of wokeness will break out first? Uh, Got to admit. I would have bet Olin Tangy first and foremost. And bingo, we have a winner or a loser if you are a parent of a kid in the Olin Tangy district. Because this is not as nefarious as some other things that have gone on up there and other things that are allowed to go on up there. It's just kind of weird on multiple levels and indicative of a district that, well, let's just say I have brushed up against a lot of parents who are looking for an alternative to educate their kids. And this should not be the case in a district as affluent and as expansive as the Olentangy district. This is the sixth largest school district in the state of Ohio. And I remember back in the way sleepy old days when it was just Olentangy High School. Now it's Berlin and Orange and Liberty. And in fact, I'll be at Liberty tonight. A great basketball game there tonight at Liberty. Jerome and Liberty, I'm looking forward to watching that basketball game. Uh, But I feel for the parents up in the Olentangy District because so many of them that I've met are such great, great people, and they really have a heart for their kids, but most parents do. And this is just another add-it-to-the-long-list-of-things at Olentangy that make you go, hmm, what's this about? So they're having a reading-in-class moment And it's super odd to me that the uh, national public radio people were there while they're reading to kids in an elementary school. Okay, so right away my alarm bells go off. It's like, why is NPR in partnership with the Olentangy local school district? I know there are those who would not see something nefarious in that. I'm not one of them. And if you know anything about NPR's political bent, You would not be one of them either if you are a conservative person. So they're reading a Dr. Seuss book. Okay, a shocker. Count me shocked that Dr. Seuss books, all of them, haven't been banned in the Olentangy School District because, what, six of them were banned because they're racist? But this wasn't one of them. The book was called The Sneetches. I can't say that I remember The Sneetches. It's been a while since anybody read me a Dr. Seuss book. But they're reading to a third-grade classroom, and the teacher is reading... And I guess the thrust of the book is that there are some sneeches who have stars on their bellies and there are others that don't have stars on their bellies. And this is, and then you can buy stars or whatever. So it's supposed to drive a conversation about economics. Count me as shocked again that 
economics is an appropriate topic for a third grade class. Now, I know, I know, education's come a long way since the horse and buggy days, but I didn't take my first economics class until I was a freshman at Ohio State. Okay, want to turn out little Milton Friedmans and Olin Tangy Elementary Schools? Fine, have at it. But one of the kids in the class, and I applaud this young person's um, analytical skills, noted that, well, if you have sneetches with stars on their bellies and other sneetches that don't have stars on their bellies, like that's an appearance thing, and asked a question about something along those lines, which, of course, was deemed to be something along racial lines, which made the PR person in the room, because, of course, the PR person can't wait to buddy up to the people from NPR, because who knows, someday I might need a job where the taxpayers pay me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for doing nothing, as opposed to probably the job she already has at Olin Tangy in public relations, where the taxpayers pay her, guess what, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for doing what? Nothing. Uh, but you always, you can't, uh, don't, don't blame a sister for her hustle. She's probably looking for a better hustle. So she jumps into the conversation and says, hold on, we can't have this conversation. It's turning racial. It's not supposed to be racial. It's supposed to be economic. Um, probably not necessary. Probably an overreaction. But when you're a PR person and you have this grand vision that you've dreamed about with NPR coming into your school... And, and you buddying up to them and everything going swimmingly and it getting Olin Tangy local schools in the national spotlight. Well, I guess you panic when a third grader asks a pretty innocuous question about the appearance of star-bellied sneeches and non-star-bellied sneeches. So Amanda Beeman is your throw-herself-on-the-PR-grenade hero in this case because she jumped in in the middle of the podcast and stopped it. Stop the reading. We're not huh? We're not reading this book anymore. Stop the reading. There will be no reading. <laughs> oh man. She said, "I just don't think that this is going to be the discussion that we wanted around economics. So I'm sorry. We're going to cut this off." Um mountain out of a molehill time, I would say. Right there. So they were live on they NPR. Were live. Well, they were, yeah, they were recording. Yeah, they were recording. No, they were, no, they were they actually were, they were live. live? We wouldn't know about it because they would have edited it out. Yeah, yeah. they were live. Yeah, sure. they must have been and live. Of course, NPR yeah. had the permission. Of course, NPR had the permission of the woke Olin Tangy local school district school board. Of course, they did. So uh, yeah, she jumped in and stopped it. Awkward. And whoever picked that book probably won't have a job next week. Probably not. Yeah, unless they have a. LGBTQ flag in their room, and then they'll be okay. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. They'll be just fine right there. So Amanda Beeman wants to assure everyone through uh, comments she made to the dispatch yesterday that we do not ban any books. Well, um, uh-huh. I don't know that I believe that, Amanda. <laughs> I, I will say that there's probably a whole array of books called uh, yeah. Gender Queer and others that uh, should be banned in Olentangy but aren't. Uh, she says to the dispatch... As the Sneetches was being read, I made a personal judgment call. We shouldn't do the reading because of some other themes and undertones that were unfolding that were not shared that we would be discussing with parents. 
So the good news is the parents did have an opportunity to opt their kids out of being part of this podcast, which that's progress because a lot of things are going on at Olentangy that parents are not told. But uh, Amanda continued, we are not really about suppressing any viewpoints or dialogues. Want to bet? Want to bet? How about Mm -hmm. authentic American history? There will be no American history authentic taught here at Olentangy. Uh, But she continues, there were great economic lessons and conversations that weren't going toward economics. Okay. Okay. So they stopped it. I just find this whole thing amusing because Olentangy goes out of its way with clubs that it has. I've been told they have a theater club segregated along racial lines. So they divide the kids by race. They prioritize everything from the LGBTQ agenda, which if that's not dividing people into groups by characteristics, Mm -hmm. which is by definition racist, Mm -hmm. what is? I mean, you're giving people a letter to describe the totality of their personality, character, and everything. What is more racist than that? I would like to think that I am more than a single letter. I mean, it's just stupid, the whole LGBTQ movement, as if the only thing that is is distinguishing about you is, in the case of the LGBTQ movement, your sexual preference. Your everything else about you your spirituality, your psychology, your character, your integrity. We don't have a letter for that because, I mean, it doesn't matter as much as whatever your sexual proclivities are. So everything about that district is about simplifying and labeling, labeling. kids. And then we got a three, yeah. we got a third grade kid who makes a very prescient, very logical, kids say the darndest things after all. There you go. Observation about, well, you know, hey, there's a star-bellied sneech and a non-star-bellied sneech. And, you know, I'm, I don't know what she said or he said, I'm black, I'm white, which kind of reminds me of that. And Amanda's like, whoa, we can't touch that. No. When all they do is divide kids by race, subliminally and overtly. So, uh, and this is where we're destined to go, by the way, if we insist on everyone in our society being pigeonholed by something as inconsequential overall to their complexity as just defining them by their sexual preference. I'm not saying it's inconsequential from a future standpoint in terms of your eternal security. It's very consequential to that because immorality is expressly prohibited in the scriptures. But in terms of everything about an individual, their sexual preferences is but a small piece. But the left wants to identify everybody, not just are you a member of the L or the G or the B or the T or the Q or the I or the A or whatever letters are coming to follow. And D will be part of it because they perceive drag queens to be under threat. But how do you feel about that letter is also part of us identifying you. I brought you the story in segment one of the uh, heroic effort by uh, Olentangy Local School District PR person Amanda Beeman uh, jumping in the middle of a live podcast on NPR the other day when a third grader asked uh, what I think is a pretty uh, pretty smart question 
about a Dr. Seuss book called The Sneetches. Some of the characters in the book have uh, stars on their bellies and some don't. And the, the, the book was supposed to drive a discussion of economics, mo- modern monetary theory probably coming out of the Olin local school district. Not, not proven tried and true economics like, you know, trickle-down economics. Not anything Larry Kudlow would tell you on Fox Business. No, they're not reading Kudlow in uh, the third grade at Olentangy Local School. But anyway, Amanda dove into the conversation. She she threw herself on the uh, grenade, and I got to wondering, she should be rewarded for this uh, display of heroic bravery. Do you remember the Hilliard School's teachers wearing the uh, badges with the transgender flag on it? Maybe we could get the people at Olentangy to come up with a kind of a woke purple heart. And uh, we could give it to Amanda at a big ceremony. The, the purple heart would have like the little mini transgender flag on it. What do you think? I think that would work. I think Amanda would wear that proudly. Maybe the NEA could get behind that. I don't know. Although we couldn't hold an assembly to give the award to Amanda because an awards assemblies are not allowed anymore in education, as we showed you yesterday for the teacher and the Bronx, New York, who held an award ceremony to reward the kids for attaining the previously established standards of excellence in order to win tickets to Cirque du Soleil. And she had the temerity to hold an award ceremony in the school gym and recognize those kids who had reached the achievement level necessary to get the free tickets to the circus and read their names out loud. And of course, then the kids whose names were not read out loud, they they cried and they were just disconsolate. And now they're going to fire that principal. But but let's get to work on that, Olentangy and NEA and OEA. Let's get to work on Amanda's transgender LGBTQ flag purple heart. Shall we? Yes, we shall. Now, <laughs> to serious up for a moment, kudos to Hilliard Police, who I believe are headed by a former upper-level Columbus police officer, if I am correct. Am I right? Is that Mike Woods, who's the chief of Hilliard Police? Yeah, I was reading the article, and uh-huh. I thought, I remember that. that name. That. Mike Woods. Mm-hmm. Was he the interim chief of Columbus for a while until he was not a black woman from Detroit, and then they had to get rid of him? Not sure. Okay, Maybe. but he was way up there. I know yeah, that. he was. But he was not a black woman from Detroit, so he could not be the chief. He could not be the assistant chief. He could not be the inspector general, because in order to be Maybe that— he didn't want to. Well, you have to—well, he could identify as one. If he wanted, if you really, Mike, if your heart was really in staying with CPD, you would have identified as a black woman from Detroit. And then you could be, you know, Lashana Potts or uh, somebody else down there who's getting paid. Oh, I was good trying coin. to say maybe he didn't want to aspire to oh, that. Oh, you're saying job. he didn't? He didn't want the job. Maybe he Not didn't. To, we maybe don't he know. Didn't. We don't know. But he looks to be pretty happy in Hilliard, and he looks to be doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. in Hilliard because somebody posted something on social media. On Sunday night, a threat that they determined was aimed at Hilliard-Davidson High School, and so the cops cut that off, and school went on as normal yesterday. I can confirm that. I spoke to a teacher at Hilliard-Davidson High School, and of course I'm not going to tell you who the teacher is because I would like for that teacher to uh, retire on their own terms rather than the forced retirement that would most certainly be coming their way if they were ever outed as a friend of mine. So, uh, yes. The bad part of this situation is, and this is the problem with stories like this, it's not always face value in what you read. So we got the student who created the social media post, and she sent it around, and it circulated around, and it somehow fell across the spectrum, the recognition of another student. 
And that other student apparently circulated it on their social media as a look at this stupid post, look at this buffoonish, dumb post from this person. And that then, and you know, I get it. There's no way for the cops to look at this other than through a suspicious eye. That then has been initially perceived as this second student should be held accountable from a legal perspective because they passed it along. I don't know how that one's going to shake out, but the police have already determined that these two students were not, were not, were not working together. So the other student, one's a female, one's a male. The male was the kind of glomer honor. The male may be charged. Uh, in fact, has been charged, but we don't know with what. They have not disclosed that. Because uh, he was sort of encouraging well, it, Well, I mean, maybe? he was like, he sent it, to, uh, okay. as I've been he told, it on. he sent it to his buddies, okay. but not like, hey, yeah, let's get in on this, and let this is a great thing, but like, look at this stupid, I see. Look at, have you guys seen this nonsense? Okay. And so, bam, you know, he becomes roped into it. Right. And I guess from an investigative perspective, you have to look at it this way. Uh, Chief Woods says, there is no such thing as a joke when it comes to school safety, correct? Correct. We want to remind parents to talk to their children about being responsible on social media. So uh, this is not the only social media threat. Uh, a week ago, Westerville had a similar situation. And that does not surprise me. I have uh, stood outside one of the Westerville high schools after uh, an event let out. And, man, I would have sworn I had stepped into downtown Portland or downtown Seattle or I mean, it was really, really uh, a cultural experience seeing all the different LGBTQs and others coming out of that school. They didn't. That doesn't necessarily mean they were students at the school, but it doesn't necessarily mean they weren't either. Mm-hmm. So uh, they took care of that in Westerville as well, and we have to applaud our law enforcement for being on top of these kinds of things, and they need to be on top of these kinds of things because we have way too many school shootings around the country, and thankfully we have not had anything approximating that here in Columbus, Ohio. And kudos to the resource officers. When my daughter was was a Westerville Central student, she's been out quite a few years now, but uh, the resource officers were amazing. Which is a euphemism. That's a cop in a school. A resource officer is a cop in a school. Yes. Because, of course, we can't say a police officer in a school because (laughs) a police officer is perceived by evil. So they have to give them another name. In that case, it was Genoa Township, but the other three high schools are Westerville. Yeah, no. We need officers in the schools for myriad reasons. Number one, safety. Number two, they have a trained eye, investigative-wise, to perceive danger before the rest of us would notice danger. And the other thing it does, it humanizes law enforcement. And it builds bridges and relationships that can change how people view law enforcement. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.